world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we had Tanneron as a guest. We made a whole little side quest thing yeah. about... Finding clues to uncover rumors towards Pokemon evolution. We also created a Pokemon line, Rumongrel, who evolves into Repointer. A pair of dogs. One's, I mean, very much a mongrel. The other, a bit more of a pointer. Clues in the name on those ones. <laughs> Today, we're going to be focusing on another area similar to when we created the Misty Mountains. Before we dive into things today, though, we're going to talk about some Pokemon news. And I think this might become a bit of a recurring segment throughout the year as little bits and pieces crop up because Pokemon! <laughs> Pokemon Generation 9 has been announced. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Which seems to be set in a Spain-based region slash the Iberian Peninsula. Spain. It looks gorgeous. It's going to be fully open world. Which is so exciting. Like, we got shown three Pokemon. We did! The starter Pokemon. Quaxley, the water-type duck starter. Fuecoco. Coco, the fire-type crocodile starter. It's Figatito! The grass-type cat starter. Can you guess which is Alex's favorite? Sprigatito. <laughs> Sprigatito and Fuecoco in particular I love because they are such Spanish names. Spr a sprig and gatito, Spanish for kitten. Fuecoco from Fuego for fire and Coco from Cocodril, I think. Cocodrilo, thank you. The Spanish for crocodile. The fact that it's a crocodile is bizarre. When they were first shown off, we didn't get told that it was a crocodile immediately. So people were like, oh, is it some kind of weird bull? We weren't quite sure. Is now, it a dinosaur? Is it a hippo? Yeah, it's a crocodile. It's the fire croc Pokemon. Which begs the question of how, if at all, it fits into the Chinese Zodiac theory. <laughs> Maybe it'll evolve and lose limbs like Snivy did and become a bit of a snake. Maybe it's going to be the bull because a male crocodile is called a bull and a female crocodile is called a cow. It's, That's something, but I mean, there's, who knows? There's been bigger stretches before. Fennekin is the dog of the Zodiac. I love all three of them. Yeah. This is the first time since Generation 4, since Sinnoh, with Chimchar, Turtwig, and Piplup, that for the base forms, I love all three of them. Yeah. Major eee! new Pokemon news. We couldn't not talk about it. We will not be sharing spoilers or suddenly not leaks for anything for the games, but yeah. anything that comes in official trailers from Nintendo, I think we'll be talking about. Yeah. Oh. For a few we minutes may on the touch show. On, especially since, like, it may influence yeah. some of our decisions. It's a new region. Yeah. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. And it's really fun to compare, oh, like, what are they doing for yeah. a new region? Like, are, are there any similar ideas that we've had? But in the meantime, let's spend a little bit less time talking about the next real region and go back to talking about our own region with the town map. Alex, what's our focus for today? We're going to talk about the forest area. We've talked a lot about how we're going to have this massive redwoods area within the game because of course we are. We're basing the region partly on California and that's such an iconic geographic feature to the area. Yeah. Yeah. Huge sprawling forest with giant trees. Mm -hmm. Gigant trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in some ways going to be sort of a counterpoint area to the Misty Mountains in the north. It's going to be a large area that you go through multiple times and it's going to be a key geographic feature to that part of the region. Mm -hmm. It's going to be bigger than that, though. More yeah. connections, more yeah, points. Yeah. From the map, we know it connects directly to our tar pits area. It connects to several towns in the southern half of the region. Mm -hmm. It's pretty central mm. to the southern half. Unlike the Misty Mountains, I don't have as firm an idea for a name. Cascade gave us a great Pokemon in there with the Cascade. 
Cascade badge linking to Misty. It all mm-hmm. fit really well. Yeah. Redwoods is just describing the colour of the trees. <laughs> Any thoughts? Um, <laughs> what comes to mind is grass type Absolutely. people of significance. Yep. So we got to Misty Mountains via the Cascade badge. Mm-hmm. What's what are some grass badge That's fair. I didn't look words. at the badges. I looked at the grass type specialists, but I didn't look at their actual badges. Rainbow badge. The next badge for grass type is Gardenia gave the forest badge. Forest badge, okay. And Gen 6 gave the plant badge. Okay. And then Gen 8 gave the grass badge. Okay, so those are nothing. <laughs> Not the most. That's nothing. I had one thought. So I was looking at Redwoods. Their scientific names draw on Sequoia in various forms. Mm-hmm. And looking the origins of that nobody's really quite sure so there's one thought I assumed it was a Native American origin so the name was first used by some people think that this guy may have named it after the person who invented the Cherokee writing system okay possibly other people think it may be derived from the Latin word for sequence so it's a little unclear but we could have a scientific name for our trees and draw on that no particular reason beyond they're a scientist character from the past but what if they're Lavington trees So, Lavington Forest. So, we've got Professor Lavington introduced in Pokemon Legends Arceus, completing one of the first Pokedexes, the first Pokedex of the then Hisui region, now Sinnoh region. So, a pretty significant figure in the history of the Pokemon world. Like, why not have a tree named after this guy? And then, retroactively, we make it so that Professor Lavington is named after a tree, like all the Pokemon professors. Ah! Because Lavington currently isn't a tree. But what if we make it a tree? I thought it was based, like, lavender. Possibly. Which isn't a tree, but is a plant. I like that. It That's makes me fun. happy. So it's just like the Lavington Forest? Yeah. And then maybe the trees, instead of being such vivid red bark, they have a slight lavender Ooh, tint to them. Yeah. Not like fully. I kn- but yeah, I know the color that you mean. It's cute, and they have some like little purple flowers on them. Yeah. Ooh, that's really fun with uh, we've talked about Spookoom being spotted in the forest. Mm-hmm. Spookoom is that shade of purple. It just feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> it gives a unique feel to this forest that sets it apart from, like, how is it different from just the real world actual redwoods? Yeah. Well, there's these unique trees, these lavender trees that have this purple tint, and ah, I'm waving my arms because I'm happy. <laughs> That's valid. So maybe as well, Gigantry as a result also has a slight purple tint in its Ooh, in its yeah. leaves or yeah, something. Yeah. Gigantry as the evolved form would definitely appear here in the wild in Pokemon South, where you've started in the north and this mm. is a later game area. Yeah. You might not find them wild in Pokemon North. Or again, it could be that there's an area of the forest that you don't access early on. Yeah. So let's talk about navigating this. Yeah, so, what's the layout? Yeah, with the caves and the mountains, we talked about the different tiers, like there being a basement tier that's got like some crystalline elements we've talked Mm. about the ins and outs and the higher elevation with the snow we don't have that one thing we know we would like is for part of the navigation of this area to involve using the ground type elemental shard as a counter to the misty mountains using the ice type elemental shard so the shard you get from sandra what puzzle or what overworld element is the ground type elemental shard going to help you interact with our shimaruto is definitely found here huh oh yeah absolutely (laughs) this is shimaruto city i don't think we named one shimaruto city (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe there's like pitfalls or something mm-hmm. that you can fill in with dirt. Okay. It could be a variation on strength from generations five, six, seven. Because you had the early game strength where you had boulders that you would move around, but they'd always be there and they'd reset. Later generations replaced that with the bigger boulders that would then fill in holes in the ground for you to walk over. Yeah. Essentially, we could split that into two separate puzzles within our game. Yeah. And rock could maybe be the traditional strength puzzle, but then the filling in the ground puzzle becomes a ground type thing where you don't necessarily have to move a particular boulder to that point. But maybe you have to do something? Something. Like, maybe you need to collect up enough dirt. (laughs) Like, you gotta scoop dirt Mm. in. It could be essentially, like, a switch system. Like, you would often get, like, with electric or steel type gyms. Like, often in older gyms have, like, a button you'd press and that would close certain gates and open others. But instead in this, you have to find a pit filled with soft dirt. Yeah. Soft earth. And move it to the hole you want to fill in. But then that would close off the other hole. Yeah, then the other one is a pit. Yeah. So you're just moving this same chunk of dirt around to put it where you need to pass. Soft dirt. I don't know how that works in a visual sense. I don't know what that's gonna look like. You send out your Pokemon, it burrows into the soft dirt, and like it's kind of a video game effect and it just sort of swooshes over to the other hole maybe. Sure. Your Pokemon dives down into the dirt and then the dirt sinks into the pit and then the other dirt gets filled in from the bottom up and your Pokemon appears on top. It's all done it underground. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I think despite differences in exactly how they look, it would essentially be the same whether it's soft earth or wet mud or Mm. sand, but they'd all be the same. They'd have some visual cue to let you know that they're all the same puzzle, not a different one. It's like a discolored patch of floor, basically. Yeah. I'm thinking as well, the the grass type element of shard that you get later on, it would essentially allow you to Tarzan swing on vines. Mm. And there are certain vines in this area. And other aspects for navigation. So we've talked about some of the areas that connect. Most importantly, Harmonia Village is located within the forest itself. Yeah. Not just connected to it, but it's straight up inside that area. So we mentioned that we've got Harmonia Village within the forest. We've also got Natural Harmonia Reserve, which isn't technically in the forest. But yeah. again, that is only access through the forest. Yeah. And probably having passed through the village. I think maybe just like the path you take to get there. Maybe this is one where there is someone just kind of standing in the way until you've gone through the village itself. It could be that like you don't have permission to go into the reserve unless you've gone and spoken to someone in the village. Like I mm. hate having people just standing in the way for no reason, but that feels like it would be justified. Yeah, like this like, is a... A protected area. You yes. do specifically need permission to go there. Yeah, and like it's easy to get. Like they, yeah, have, yeah. they have people come in all the time because that one's the one with a Pokemon borrowing system where mm-hmm. you try out different Pokemon. So like they have a thing set up for people to come in. Yeah, and, I mean it's the gym. Yeah, but because it is like a wildlife preserve, you can't just wander in. Yeah, compared to all the games where you'd have someone say like, you can't go on this route because uh, there's a power cut. You can see that there's not a power cut behind me, but there totally is a power cut. Believe it. That's the one. There's like a clip from... X and Y. There'll often be guys standing in the way saying, you can't go this way, but you can see behind it. But then there's other like NPCs like walking straight past like, how come they can go? There's that. And also you can see the buildings behind him having no issue with a power cut. Yeah. Or say, before you come through this route, have you tried going to the gym? Let me show you where it is. It's like, yeah, I know, but I'm going to go this way first and I'll come back. But have you tried exploring the gym? No, we don't have that. But to get into this protected area, you do need permission. I feel pretty happy with the with the Laventon Woods. Laventon Woods or Forest? It's forest. forest. Laventon Forest. Yeah. I was going to ask. Okay. I don't think this is a thing that we talked about specifically when we talked about the caves, but mm. like what Pokemon will we find here? Sure. We should probably talk more about 
about that. Partly why I haven't spoken about that as much is because we haven't made all the Pokemon yet. That's true. But like of the ones that we have yeah. made, you've mentioned Gigantry. Yeah, of course. And Pinko. Shimaruto, of yeah. course. I mean, I have a funny feeling that we're going to be making a Pokemon that we found in the forest shortly. Do you have any suggestions for older gen Pokemon you might want to find here? Ooh. Because, yeah. So you want to have that as well as the fact that we would have multiple other tree Pokemon already in our game. Yeah, it's a forest. Okay. All the trees. Does that mean Trevenant as well? No, we don't have to have Trevenant. We can leave Trevenant out, even though I love Trevenant. Mm. I mean, we could, but like, so we've got Gigantry and also, which I just realized will probably be found here. Um, oh, Zatu. Natu. Yeah, which I also forgot about because <laughs> that's the third tree that we've got in our region <laughs> because there's also Grungetal and Dumatal. Oh, I forgot those are trees. Yeah, you made them tree-ish. Okay. That is three. But Sudowood is not a grass type. That's true. And like, Sudowood is always fun to include. Yeah. Like, I was thinking Sudowood would yeah. be for a tree aesthetic without yeah. just throwing more grass types at it. Plenty of bugs. Yeah, this is where you get your bugs. Tumbug. JV. Diglett. Interesting. So, Shimaruto, obviously, and because this area has a ground-type mechanic, mm. you would want to be able to get something on your team that would be able to use that shard. And it's not specifically ground types that can use it. Mm. That brings to one point I thought about after we last discussed our shards when we talked about the Misty Mountains, because we talked about how to decide what Pokemon would be able to use a given shard, mm -hmm. and I think each shard should just have two criteria. There's one criteria that's flexible, that say, for the ice shard, we talked about it being physically strong enough, I think, and then the other one should just be if it's already that type. Yeah. And any Pokemon that is already that type can use the shard to use that ability. Yeah. So in this case, it would be anything that is a ground type, and also anything that, say... Could feasibly dig. Yeah. Rockatillo, maybe. Ooh, Rockatillo. There's also the fact that this is connected to Gwen's gym, which is a dark-type gym. Mm. So, like, Placement or Playmum would probably show up here as well. Yes. Maybe even Romongrel. Yeah, could be. Smosh. 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 Yeah, you're Smosh is you're, there. You're camping here. Thwurm, Perthworm. Buzzy and Bumblebuzz. Uh-huh. That's a good place to cap it. Like, there, yeah. there will be more, but I yeah. just wanted to... We didn't talk about that very much last mm -hmm. time, and it felt like maybe we should just throw out some suggestions to give you sort of the, yeah. the no, kind I of think, vibe. Like, I agree. Well, for now, Alex, I think might we have a Pokemon that can live here in Laventon Forest? I think we might. Who's that Pokemon? All right, Alex. Last time, Tanner was here and made a Pokemon. Before that, I made the Stalagmite Cave Pokemon for the Misty Mountains. Today, you're going to bring us something that will inhabit the Laventon Forest. I sure am. Off pod, we had talked a little bit about what type coverage we're lacking, and two in particular that we're pretty low on are ground and poison. Yeah. And I thought that, that was a very fun combo. Ground poison, yeah, it's not been seen as a type combination since Nidoking and Nidoqueen. That combination of types brought something to mind for me. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with the largest organism in the world? Not personally, but uh, I think I know where you're going with this now. So, the largest <laughs> organism in the world is a fungus. Mm -hmm. The common name is the honey mushroom, which is fun and I'll talk about that in a second. The scientific name is the armillaria. The largest recorded instance of this mushroom is in Oregon. It spans underground 2,384 acres. <laughs> Remind me how big an acre is. Nearly four square miles. Ten square kilometers. 1,665 football fields, if that's <laughs> a useful measurement for you. American football field. 
fields. American football fields? I believe this overlaps with the same area where the giant Oregon earthworm is found. It does. Yeah. It could weigh between 7,500 tons to 35,000 tons. They're not sure. How do you weigh something that big? You don't. It's underground and it's very big. Uh-huh. Um, like 200 gray whales. Now, that seems a bit large for a single Pokemon. It does. <laughs> It does? Yeah. Honey mushrooms are sweet in flavor. I was going to say, yeah, so that's why they, they're called honey mushrooms. They... And they're a honey color. Okay. So honey mushrooms only bear fruit in the fall, so mm. most of the time you don't see this fungus at all. So I think I know what it means for a mushroom to bear fruit, but just in case I'm wrong, and also if the listeners don't know, can you clarify? Yes. So when a mushroom bears fruit, when you picture a mushroom, mm-hmm. that cute little mushroom shape, or the ones you buy at the store. Yeah. The part that sticks up above ground, essentially. Yes. The part that sticks above ground. Most of the time, it's like a yeah. fungal organism that is... Almost entirely underground. Mostly underground, yes. Yeah. What it does is that it branches out for mm. miles and miles and miles underground, these little shoestring tendrils that mm. connect. It attaches to tree roots and grows under the bark of the trees and slowly kills the trees. So poison, yes. ground type. So, so... <laughs> They're kind of, in some areas, like areas that are for logging industry, Mm. like places where they're growing trees specifically to cut them down, it is a big issue because it's stopping the tree production. In old growth forests and forests that have been there like a long time, like the one where this giant version of this mushroom is, there's first of all nothing anyone can really do about it because it's so huge. Yeah. Um, But also it's just a part of nature. It's, eventually those trees are going to die and that mushroom is just there breaking them down and turning them into more fertile soil for new trees to grow. If it wasn't sustainable, the forest wouldn't be there. Like Yeah, this mushroom is theorized to be like 2,000 to 4,000 years old. Yeah. It has been doing this thing for a long time. So, is it more of like a parasitic relationship then, rather than a symbiotic relationship? It is, yes. There are some mushrooms that do similar things. I'm not sure if this is one of them that sort of allows the trees to grow better. Mm-hmm. There are some funguses that do that branching out type of thing where they connect trees and then it sort of allows the trees to like share nutrients. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is one that does that though. I think this is one that is just stealing the nutrients from the trees and slowly killing yeah. them. So poison, it's not it's not poisonous because yeah. people apparently can eat it. I think so. And so it's not that it's poisoning the trees, it's just stealing what they need. Yeah, but it seems to fit the vibe of poison. It absolutely still could be and poison just feels right for a mushroom in general. But I want to put another thought out there just for the sake of it. Mm. Dark. Because stealing things from others and taking what they need to survive is also very dark. Yes, and I did consider that, but we I was specifically trying to come up with something that was covering things that we didn't have a lot of. Sure. And I believe we have quite a few dark types. But also, this doesn't have to be a one-to-one. It could mm-hmm. be like a ground poison mushroom that is actually like poisoning the trees. Yeah. And that's where you get things like Dumatol, which exists Ooh. like um, if you remember where it like leeches out poisons. Yeah, because um, it starts as a pure poison poison type and evolves into a poison steel type. Yeah. So and like it, part like, of the reason it evolves into that steel type is to protect itself against the poison. So having that in this area where you have this like poison mushroom that kills trees, Doomatol exists to sort of counteract that. 
That is a really fun interaction there. Yeah. I do like that quite a bit. The other thing that I was thinking about, so this is a very large organism. Mm -hmm. So how do you represent that as a Pokemon? And <laughs> the conclusion that I came to was something along the lines of wishy-washy. Oh. Or phalanx, maybe? Like, you know, like, yeah, there's yeah. a few Pokemon where it's like, this is a collection of... Execute. Yeah, this is a collection of other Pokemon. It could have some kind of ability like wishy-washy does, where it calls a bunch of them, mm -hmm. or it could just be a little group of mushrooms. <laughs> mm. I think it's one that could draw on the classic Pokemon trope of starting as a single thing. <laughs> Evolving to become many. We've already touched on that with Maramorb and Maratrio. Uh -huh. But that was literally just the classic. There's one of them and then there's three of the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm thinking more that like this would be a single small mushroom that evolves into like a many branched. Yeah. A lot of mushrooms spewing out of one yeah. little thing. I'm sort of picturing it as a large bulbous thing. Similar to like the shape of Fungus or Amoongus's yeah. head part. But then instead of where they've got just the one mushroom cap, it just has many parts branched off. Yeah. Kind of like how they actually look. Yeah, I mean, we could keep it as a single face, again, on the main mushroom body, like Fungus mm. and Amoongus would have, or we could have it be that the faces grow onto the individual parts. That's fun, but also, it's one thing. Yeah, you want to convey that it's one thing, so you prefer yeah. it being the one face on the main... I do think I like it more as, like, yeah. one face, and okay. then just, like, a lot... It looks like it's a lot of things, it looks like it's in a lot of places, but it is one cohesive organism. Mm. So two stages with Inking? I like two stages. Yeah, are they both ground poison? Yeah. And is it ground poison? poison or poison ground? Ground poison. Okay. I like that this is a primarily underground mushroom. Yeah. And something that I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about the forest mm. and the puzzle type mechanics. Yeah. You know how sometimes... <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this and I think I just had the same thought before you started. <laughs> You know how sometimes in video games when you're like doing a thing, chopping down a tree in Animal Crossing and then like, oh, suddenly a thing happens? Or in Pokemon when you use Rock Smash on a rock. Yeah, and oh, there's a Geodude inside. Exactly. Yeah, so sometimes when you you're, do your When you're burrowing, getting, digging up the sand. Yeah, you do your little burrowing thing. Sometimes you just encounter one of these because yeah. they're hanging out underground. Mm-hmm. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We talked more about the shape and design of the evolved form. Let's talk a little bit more about the basic stage. Yeah. Do you think it's cute? Or do you think it's like... I gross? think that's up to you. It should look like it's cute. Ooh. But it's not. But that's again very dark type. <laughs> okay, a way where it can be looking cute, but without being like it because it's trying to trick you. Maybe it looks a little sickly. Oh. That's the poison. <gasps> ooh. 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 <laughs> You see this in Japanese things a lot. Cubchu and Daisy May come to mind. Uh -huh. The little drippy snot thing that, like, I think Japan thinks is really cute. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that cute. I think it's kind of gross. But honey mushroom, it's, like, got drippy. It's got drippies. Mm -hmm. It's got drippies of one of... Uh, it looks like it's kind of got a runny nose. I was going to say, a different aesthetic to convey the idea of it looking sick. Uh, one, its mushroom cap can look almost like an ice bag. Oh! And then it can have another little mushroom branching off the bulb, just a very small one that looks like a thermometer. <laughs> like coming oh, out of where its mouth no, would be. Oh, that cute. <laughs> that cute. What do you think of that? I think that that's cute. <laughs> it's cute without being runny nose. Yeah. Ooh, this could be one where it has a few form differences that are purely cosmetic. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. We haven't done any purely cosmetic form differences yet. Like Spinder? Yeah, that kind of thing. It could have like three or four variations of yeah. just different, different colored caps. Yeah. Like the or different pattern caps. Yeah. Minior. Yeah. Like Minior. Oh, I love Minior. Yeah. Takes away a little bit of it being all the same one big mushroom, but... Well, the one mushroom still only has that. When mm. it's evolved, all of those caps are still the same pattern. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different examples of this organism can have a different pattern. One of its cat variants could be straight up like a Mario reference where it's just red with ah, white spots. Yeah. Okay. I think we just want to name these things and then get some abilities and call it a day. Yeah. So Armilaria. Armilar- Armilaria. Ooh, Armilaria and Ill. Armil. <gasps> Ill for um, well, like, so let me look at this word. Arm. Arm ill. Armilaria. So the word ill is just in there already. Are they edible? Edibility. Honey fungus are regarded in Ukraine, Russia, Poland, Germany, and other European countries as one of the best wild mushrooms. Oh, oh mushrooms. Uh Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, before we do name stuff. This connects to so many Pokemon. Yeah, this just like fits in so nicely with everything. Because also, um, Trufflet probably also found in these forests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is also a Pokemon that maybe John has in his gym. Mm. Or has like some association with. Not in his gym, but like. You would probably, you might see one in the kitchen, but it's not necessarily being used on a team. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Or possible that the all form is his metal uh, um, shard Pokemon. Yeah, because he's got a whole mushroom thing. Mm hmm. Includes the Amelia species known as honey fungi. Yeah, that's like the larger genus. Armillaria melia. Melia. Milia. Yeah, instead of Armillaria milia. Milia. Milia for the unevolved stage? Yeah. Mycelia is a mushroom word also. It's part of the mushroom, mycelia. Mm. This species is capable of producing light via bioluminescence in its mycelium. It glows? Thing I hear about this mushroom, I hadn't, I hadn't done a whole lot of research. I mostly just read about the giant one. Everything I hear about this mushroom is just, just fascinating. Mushrooms are so cool. The fruit body or mushroom, commonly known as stump mushroom, stumpy honey mushroom, pipinky or pinky. So that's also a bunch of stuff there. Stumpink. You talk about being underground, but we are making a big thing of the flower of it that goes above ground still. Yeah. Like the fact is, it's gonna have a bunch of mushrooms growing as part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the range of a dozen or so. Mm-hmm. Mushroom caps. Cap is the word. Cap is the word. Capinky. Capinky. Davinky. Davinky. <laughs> Pipinky is specifically a term connected to Armillaria melia, not just any mushroom. Oh, I'm okay with Kepinky. Maybe the body of it is pink. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe maybe that doesn't mean anything. And like people are like, why has it got pink in its name? Golduck isn't gold. Inky is what jumps out at me. Hmm. Black splotches. Yeah. Okay, we've got the look, we've got the names. Let's assign some abilities. Tell me what you think of this ability. But the first one that comes to mind for me is Effect Spore. <laughs> It's, uh-huh. it's the mushroom ability. Yeah. It's the ability held by Paris, Parasex, Shroomish, Breloom, Fungus, Amoongus, Morlos, Shinotic, also Vileplume, Gossifleur, and Eldegoss. When a Pokemon with this ability is hit by a move that makes contact, there's a 10% chance that the attacking will become poisoned, paralyzed, or asleep. Nice. Another one, Regenerator. That's when they switch out, they regain like a small chunk of HP. Okay. This one mm-hmm. makes more sense in English. It could have Honey Gather. Oh, yeah. Combi's ability, which I think is just an ability that works similarly to Pick Up, but it only ever picks up Honey. Regenerator would definitely be the hidden ability it's the most powerful yeah but yeah effects ball regenerator honey gather yeah mushroom 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 badger 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 mushroom mushroom badger 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 mushroom mushroom snake snake oh so 
today we have developed our Redwoods area and finally given it the name, the Laverton Forest. We talked about how you'd explore it and navigate it, how the ground type elemental shards could help you navigate some holes in the ground and fill those in with earth and how that would be able to help you. And we talked about a bunch of Pokemon found there. And then we made a Pokemon, Milia and Kapinki. Pair of mushrooms based on the Armillaria. Or honey mushroom. Honey mushroom. Which is the largest organism in the world and is found in Oregon. Because mushrooms are cool and it makes sense that there's lots of mushroom Pokemon. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Cult Classics. Steampunks. And our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. You can also find us both individually. I'm at codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. You can also email us, fiercepodcasts at gmail.com. If you have any ideas, thoughts, art, anything at all inspired by the podcast, or your own fake one in general, we'd love to see it. We love fake one and we love all of this. If you want to draw art of our fake one, wow, that would be cool to see. But until next time, gotta, gotta make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hey, I'm Lachlan. And I'm a Jay. We're just two dudes who love ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and monsters so much that we've decided to create our own. Well, how about you give me an example? How do you feel about an electric boy who can only move on subway tracks? Or a sparkly light-up manatee who lives in the deep ocean? Or maybe a hairy office snack thief who uses his extra-long arms to steal lunches? You know what? That sounds pretty good to me. Well, you can hear about all these things and more on The Ghoul Tank. Find us every other Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you can download podcasts. Join us in our journey to create the next big cryptid.